Welcome to the Heart of the Athlete. This is Reggie Etheridge welcoming you to the radio program for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes featuring what God is doing in the hearts and lives of coaches and athletes in Idaho. Now, here are your hosts. Well, good morning, folks, and welcome to the Heart of the Athlete, the local FCA radio show here on KBXL 94.1 FM. I'm Ken Lewis, the director for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes here in Idaho. And I am so blessed to have in the studio this morning, Coach Dirk Wagman. Uh, Dirk, thanks for taking the time to be on the show today. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, we uh, it's it's great to have you on the air and especially have these days where we can get teachers that are in the classroom. It's hard to, to get you guys because uh, you're busy teaching all day during the week. You're right. Life is busy. I mean, there's <laughs> just not a spare moment anyway. Yeah. Well, uh, Dirk, you I know you've taught for a while 32 years that's that's amazing what a what a dedication and a calling to to teaching and to young people and i i know you and i first met each other when i was a high school biology teacher at cuna high school um this must have been mid 90s uh got involved uh with the ministry uh with the foundations and genesis of idaho and uh uh, and Oregon, I think it's called Figgy. Figgy, but, yep. But they put the they had a, an event in, in Ontario as well. Right. But we got involved. Uh, we met each other then, didn't we? Right. Reaching out to high school kids, we called it Smack Science, of the Mind, and Christianity because uh, a lot of us were just uh, frustrated with the indoctrination that the kids were getting. They weren't hearing both sides of the story and trying to reach out to our kids with with the truth of you know. The glory of God being revealed in his creation. I mean, it's obvious everybody can see it, and yet they weren't being told that. They were being told there's some cosmic accident that somehow just happened, and you know what? That doesn't make sense. Right. Uh, that doesn't make sense. I grew up on a farm. It's like I tell people I'm a farm boy. <laughs> you know, out on the farm, you see what happens in life day after day. Cows have calves, and it's not an accident. There's, right. I mean, I remember my parents talking to me about how all that worked, and you know, I I know that uh, when I went to college, they tried to teach me, oh, it just happens. I'm going, no, that doesn't fit my experience <laughs> it at randomly. all. Yeah, it doesn't happen <laughs> yeah. randomly. It's all it's all ordered. That's right. Yeah. Well, I remember we. That's when we got to know each other, and we uh, at the that time we didn't know that we were we knew we we're Christians and we're both science teachers in the public school. But I didn't. We didn't know that we we, we had athletic backgrounds and coaching backgrounds. And I know you you were spent some time uh, at Meridian Middle School, Eagle Middle School, and now you're a teacher and coach at the brand new Star Middle School. Yeah, what a blessing! The Lord has uh, blessed me, given me opportunities to uh, work with young people, which is. A passion. I love them, you know, and that's uh, probably the main thing that drew me into it. You know, I, sports is great. You know, I've had a, a, I've been blessed with, you know, as I tell people, I said I didn't make myself in the womb. I didn't say I wanted to be this, this, or this. <laughs> the Lord gave me whatever gifts and talents that He's given right. me, and you know, and and for years, just like many people, you know, as a kid growing up, and I know that our kids struggle with this. You know, we're trying to make a name for ourselves, that identity, that yeah. identity, and uh, and then I found out that you know what, that's all passing. You know, you win a you win a tournament, you win a trophy, you get an MVP or whatever, and then you you know, and then it's empty the next day, and then you realize that you know what, I'm not my own. I was bought with a price, 
and yeah. I uh, live to glorify God. Yeah. And so, therefore, you, you your perspective changes, even though this sin-cursed body that we live in, you know, I mean, our attitudes aren't fully sanctified yet. We Until we're glorified with him, we'll struggle with that, that whole identity crisis. But today, you know, I get the opportunity to share with my kids, you know, hey, in failure or in success, you know what? God is God. He hasn't changed. His yeah. love for us hasn't changed. Therefore, we give our best. We live to glorify Him, and whatever you know, whatever the outcome, praise be to God. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I know you 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 coach tennis, and you also you've coached football at the middle school level, mm-hmm. and you've also coached at the at the college level. We're going to talk about that in a little bit, and then also you're an associate pastor at Heritage Bible here in Boise, yeah. and. Uh, um, so we want to want to talk about that, and you've been involved in the FCA camp and FCA, and uh, I'm I'm just curious. You you grew up in, in Gooding. What was life like growing up as a farm kid in Gooding? What what sports were you involved? How'd you get involved in in sports? And what was life like in Gooding back then? You're right. I grew up on a farm, and while life was different than different today, you know, <laughs> I mean, you get home. I, I still remember getting home and jumping on the tractor and. That wasn't the big tractors with the lights, you know. I was using the light post on the neighbor's light uh, in their farmyard and ours to, you know, try to keep straight down the tractor as I was harrowing the fields and <laughs> after football practice and uh, feeding the cows and making sure that everything was taken care of. I mean, it was, but the escape that I had, the one thing that was just, you know, kind of an escape was sports. And I found that I loved them. And then I found that the Lord had given me gifts. Uh, you know, to be able to be successful in those things. And um, I got pretty dedicated to it. I mean, if anybody knows me, I'm when I get my mind set on something, it's set. And it doesn't doesn't fluctuate. He knows very on the much. trail. Yeah. And so uh <laughs> Lord, you know, blessed me with a fair amount of success and all kinds of things and like that. And I re- realized that, you know what, I love this stuff. Uh-huh. And uh, and yet, you know, it, you just like any other kid, you start kind of getting full of yourself. You start believing your own press. You get up in the morning to read your read your news clippings, you know, to see how you did last night and how everybody perceived it. And then, uh, you know, the Lord, as a good father, has to discipline you. Has to bring you back to earth with an injury or something to show you that, oh, you know what, son, I gave you this gift, and I can take it. Like Job said, the Lord gave, and the Lord can take <laughs> yeah. away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And uh, and you know, I'd, I've had to go through my share of those kind of uh, discipline moments. Uh, mm-hmm. And you know what? It's a good thing. It's a good thing. It keeps us humble. It keeps us reliant on Him. And so, growing up there, it was you know small town, and so you always look forward to the bigger challenges when you. Uh, Got to play bigger schools, you know. Off Tuss, the big school was Mountain Home, you know, that we got to play because they were way bigger than us. But uh, what sports did uh, did you did you do in junior high and high school? And in Gooding? junior high and high school, uh, football, basketball, track. Um, they started a tennis team, so I took up tennis. Uh, actually, after an injury that the Lord gave me with my ankles, I was a jumper, a high jumper, pole vaulter, and, my, okay. and my my ankles hurt. I tore all the ligaments in them, and so I decided I'm going to go play some tennis. And by God's grace, uh, there was this red haired girl that I started giving a ride home. She and I have been married 39 years this year. Wow! Um, congratulations! You know, 39 years. Yeah, Praise God. Yeah, God has been good, and started giving. You guys her, met in high school. Yep, gave her a ride home and. You know, the rest is history. Wow. Um, 
and good history. You what know, a just a, what a blessing. And so, uh, you know, the Lord gave me that. And then, as uh, I was sharing with you, I see you. You know, there I went off to Idaho State to play basketball, and um, and I did. I made the team, and but I was small and I was injured and. I made the team. I had to walk on. What year was that? That was in 1978. Okay, so that was right after ISU had beaten UCLA. Yes, it was. And that's why I wanted to go there. I wanted to go to a place that had that <laughs> Coach Wooden, I think that he was still coaching at UCLA? Uh, or was no, that he, the first it was year? just right after he right had after finished. He retired. Yeah. And I, I remember watching that game. I was like, I don't know, sixth, seventh grader and uh, at the time. And uh, yes, yeah, so I, I remember that's an Idaho history in terms of basketball. That's that was a significant moment for the Idaho State Bengals. Wasn't it, it was, it was, and I went there. I was part of that, and but then by the end of the year, you know, just like any other kid, you get to college sports, and it becomes your job, and you're not getting the, you know, the time that you think you need to get. And yeah. and I had a distraction. You know, I met the, the girl, and I thought, yeah, I don't know what I want to do with my life. So I sat out of. school college for four years i played tennis there as well at the end of the year at isu yeah at the end of the year and and it was like okay i don't know why i'm here so i you know in the lord's providence i i sat out and got married and so when you went back to gooding so that's when i went back to gooding i spent four years working at different jobs doing you know back to the farm doing some farm Mm -hmm. work and and i was volunteering coaching at the high school uh and in one of the things I know that the Lord used to nudge me back into it was that I had to deal with the teachers, you know, grade checks and all those kind of things. And, right. And I found a lot of the teachers really didn't love the kids. I mean, it was a job to them, and they were angry that the kids were, you know, getting these benefits when they weren't earning it. And, was, and then I went home, and it bothered me, you know, how sometimes the Lord just puts in your heart that's like, wow, this isn't right. And so – I told my wife, I said, you know, I need to go back to school to be a teacher because, you know, I want to, I love these kids. And it bothers me that when people don't love these kids, you know. So I that mean, got you motivated to, got me motivated to go back to college. So I went back to college. Uh, Bus Connor, who was the tennis coach at Boise State at the time, said that he would let me be his assistant coach. My time was out. Wow. And uh, so I came up and then he took the job at C of I. So I uh, had to interview with the next coach was John Bennett. And so anyway, I was the assistant tennis coach there at Boise State in 1984, and that was an opportunity, you know, for me to to grow. And and then uh, anyway. So how many years were you assistant at Boise State? Just one. Just one year. Yeah. And John took a job elsewhere, and he hired me as a pro out at the Grand Creek Country Club. And so I was working uh, there as a director of tennis for the city of Boise for about 15 years. Just, you know, doing the sports things and stuff that I love to do, getting to work with people, and that was that was great. Um, and then I got, you know, once I got my degree, the Lord opened up the opportunity to be able to coach, and uh, so I coached for, been coaching ever since, actually, wow. for years and years and years. Where was your first teaching job after you graduated there? I, te- taught, I, I worked in Horseshoe Bend for three years, Okay, and then, uh, and then my wife and I decided we wanted to move back to the Valley, and moved in moved to meridian middle school was there for 20 years 20 years yeah 20 years and then that's a special calling it is i guess every every level is a special calling in terms of level whether it's elementary high school and middle school but but i i think you know i i taught for 15 years at the high school level but i know middle school is just they need great awesome teachers at the middle school level you know you have to love them you know you, you it's so easy in our society with to forget that these are people who are made in the image of god 
and they need the love. And, and not all of us have made, been, made, you know, we have this idea of a cookie cutter person that we're trying to turn out, but no one's a cookie cutter version of somebody else. You know, every individual has been uniquely gifted by God and made, you know, fearfully and wonderfully made. And therefore we need to learn to appreciate people for who God has made them to be. And so, you know, sometimes people get this misconception that teachers like A students better than C students or D students. That's not true. You you love the kid and the grade is more of a reflection of their ability in that area, just like an athlete, you know, I mean, you're a starter. That's just a reflection of your out. It doesn't mean the coach doesn't like the guy who's the 10th man, you know, on the bench. It just means that the other guy has more skill and right and uh, his place on the team is different than yours and yet that doesn't mean that you appreciate them any less right. you know, we have to be able to see each person see beyond the externals in fact one of my things that disturbs me probably the most in our society is everybody is looking for affirmation based on their deeds you know how right. oh you know you you are a better person because you've achieved more and so we have that anxiety and the kids right. trying to, to earn the love that really they just deserve as being a creature of God who right. has been made in his image. And so that's one of the things that you know, I get the opportunity to share with people. You know what? Don't <laughs> don't get frustrated with somebody because of the way they are. You know, I mean, bad behavior. Hey, you've had bad behavior. I've had bad behavior. We need to be corrected and we need to do it in love. And then, you know. Yeah. These and middle school kids, that's a trying time. You know, they're trying to find themselves and – we're there to help them. Well, folks, if you're just joining us here on Heart of the Athlete, visiting this morning with uh, Coach Dirk Wagman, and uh, Dirk is uh, now you're at, at Star Middle, and yep. I, I know that uh, when you're at Middle at Meridian Middle, Kevin Thenis was doing the FCA huddle at Meridian Middle for eighth graders, and you were looking to get it started at the seventh grade, but then you'd made a switch of schools to Eagle Middle School, right. and. Um, you guys got FCA going at Eagle Middle, and right. I know Kevin Tomasini was involved in that as a as a involved he and his wife uh, involved parents and um f- for you as a coach that was hosting that in your classroom, what was that like for you and 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 uh, would you encourage other other teachers and uh, to get in, and parents to get involved with that? Well, it's an opportunity to to reach out with the gospel. You know, the reality is is that sports are passing. You know, an injury can end it. That's uh, right. You at know, any level. At any level, it doesn't matter whether it's middle school, high school, college, uh, or even even after that. You know, so it's a matter of reaching out and showing the kids that hey, there are people who have those skills, and that was a, a joy to be able to get the parents to start. You know, you pray that the Lord raises up people who want to come in and have the same passion that you have. Um, and yet, you know, sometimes it takes time. I know that at Star we had our first meeting last week, and we'll have another <laughs> That's one. That's awesome. And we'll have Praise another God. one the next week. And my son, who played baseball at NNU, and is also the youth pastor at our church, um, as well as a physical therapist. And he uh, he's going to come speak at our next one next Tuesday. Wow! Praise um, God! You know, we just have a, you know, and the kids are excited. They 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 love to see that they there's people who are not only athletes but they're christian mm-hmm. athletes people who are dedicated to jesus christ and to the gospel and you know in a world there i mean i know that you probably read the reports a lot of people don't know what the gospel is you know i mean they're asked on college campuses and they think well be good or whatever right that's not the gospel it's like what you said earlier you know are the good things or or the these these uh these works right hopefully they're they're going to weigh hopefully the good lord is going to be 
you know, in a good mood or whatever. That's not what it is. That's not the gospel. No. <laughs> no. No, God came to rescue lost sinners and all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All of us, no matter how well you did on the football field or the you know, volleyball court or the tennis court, doesn't matter. That doesn't earn anything. You're a sinner, and Christ came and died in your place. He came to rescue you, and therefore, you know what? We want the kids to know that regardless of your performance, there's a God who loves you yeah. and who made you, and, and uh, we want to get that message out so that the gospel has it. You know, the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. That's what people forget. You know, it doesn't matter how much they like me or like my speaker that I bring in or whatever. God's Spirit works through the preaching of the gospel. In fact, he says, and Paul says in 1 Corinthians, it was through the foolishness of the message preached that God chose to save some. We've got to be focused on getting the gospel message out yeah. to all of these kids and, and let God do his work. Uh, you asked earlier about a passage. Uh, you know, I've been doing, My wife and I do nursing home ministries on, uh, on Sunday afternoon, and I've been in John 3, and I love it. I just started John 3. Everyone's familiar with it. But a lot of people don't realize that God was talking to Nicodemus, the teacher of the Jews. He was a religious man. He was fastidious as could be. And Jesus told him, you're not saved. You're not on your way to heaven unless you're born again. You cannot see the kingdom of God. Okay, and wow, and that just shocked people. You know, people, hold yeah. on a minute. They think religion's the answer. It's not. It's Jesus Christ. You must be born again, and you can only do that through faith in the gospel that Christ died for your sins according to the scriptures and he rose again the third day and that's the only path to salvation amen and it will make a change <laughs> in your life you know as i said so often people don't understand that you know they say well why do why do you do what you do or why do, you know it takes a lot of time i don't care the time's not mine god gave it to me therefore i'm not my own i was bought with a price therefore i live to glorify god in my body not that i do it perfectly because none of us will this side of heaven but the desire of my heart is to give him everything. Right. And whether it be on the tennis court, the football field, the classroom, or, or whatever other opportunity that we have, make him known yeah. and preach the gospel. Well, it's really, it's actually pretty simple, but I think us as humans, we try to complicate it, don't we? We do, and we do. We, we, it's like Paul talks about in the book of, of Galatians, where I think the Galatians were struggling with, yeah, Jesus and everything he did, but there's all this other stuff we've got to do to to do it. But no, Paul is saying no. No. It's just about Jesus, and it's really it's it's really simple like you were describing. Right. And as we look at that, you know, you asked earlier if I had a life verse, and I have a lot of them, but the one that's always stood out in my mind is 1 Timothy 1, 5. It says, for the goal of our instruction. What is the goal? What do we want to accomplish in our instruction is love from a pure heart and a good conscience, and a sincere faith. Mm. You know, sincere faith, a true faith, faith mm -hmm. in Christ that works itself out in love. And that is, we have a good conscience. We we are walking according to the word so that we, our conscience is clear and we realize we're going to fail. That's why First John 1, 9 is there. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our yeah, sins. Yeah. They've been forgiven at the cross. We are free. But we still have a goal. We still have... A goal of, and that's what Paul told Timothy. Hey, when you teach people, it's not that they become religious, that they have love for one another, love for God. What's the greatest commandment? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, heart. all your soul, soul, all your mind, mind, and all your strength. Yeah, that's it. And then pour out that love on others. You know, and that's what what we live for. 
Well, that's exciting. It's great to 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 hear that, and uh, I just love to sit and listen and visit with you in the in the in the days that we've had in the past and and and, and now as well. And um, Dirk, I, I want to ask you. You know, you've been married for thirty nine years. Praise yeah. God for that. And you you coach middle school. You know, busy kids, uh, and you teach there. Uh, you coach in the fall. You coach in the spring. Football in the fall. Tennis in the in the in the spring and um you have a role at heritage um Mm -hmm. and you know even like you mentioned you you and your wife are also involved in in some other ministry together i know people talk about balance and uh, it always seems like it's a constant struggle balance and uh you know with the the rhythms of life there's times when we sprint and there's times when we pull back what what has helped you and your wife um you know being a coach, being a teacher, being involved in ministry, how have you guys done that? What 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 are some of the maybe some of the, some some nuggets that the Lord has imparted to you guys to keep you guys healthy and keep you married and keep your relationship strong at the same time doing these different things? You know, that's a good point. You know, I've I've told, talked to people, a lot of people over the years. I mean, people, young people whose their marriage is struggling or whatever, and you say, you know, you need to grow together. One of the things that that I've always Try to keep in the in perspective is that, honey, what we're going to do, we're going to do together, and so we we minister together. We you know we take some time for one another. You know, I mean, it's good, and it, it's I need to listen to her. You know, she's my partner, and I can tell when you know I'm starting. I'm as I said, I'm kind of single focused. I can get narrow narrow focused, and I need to listen to to my wife. And then when I hear that, you know, going, and I'm starting to get a little bit narrow focus and headed in one direction and forgetting about the other things, I need to hear that and I need to take some time. And sometimes I'll just drop everything and I'm going to take her and we're going to go for a walk. We're going to go to mm-hmm. a coffee shop and just sit and talk. Hmm. Sometimes we'll just, you know, hey, let's go to dinner. Wow. I'm done, you know. Yeah. I have to just stop and say, you know what, no matter what else is happening, this is important. You know, I got some, it was interesting when I was dating my wife, my, my father-in-law uh, said something, he asked me a question years ago. And I've never forgot it. He said, so, do you believe that life is about give and take? And of course, you know, I mean, that sounds that sounds like conventional loaded, wisdom. Loaded question. Loaded question. So, you know, as a, as a 17-year-old kid, I bet, you know, of course. And he says, it's not. It's about give and give. Hmm. He says, when you have taking, people are always looking out for themselves. He says, you know what, you've mm-hmm. got to, in a relationship, you've got to forget about you. Mm-hmm. It's not about you. It's about the other person. Yeah. And so, therefore, if you're giving... Right. Another person is giving, and then you're receiving back. That is that's great wisdom, right there. You, I don't I don't take anything from my wife. Right. I receive the love that she gives, and that's the same thing. And she receives what I've given. I'm right. giving, and and therefore, you know, it's the same thing. We don't take from the Lord. He gives, and we receive. Right. And therefore, we give our service to Him, and He receives it. You yeah. Know, as if He needed it, but He doesn't. But yeah. but He gives us the opportunity to be blessed there, and and that mindset has stuck with me, like you said, for about forty years now. <laughs> you know, give and give. Yeah. You know, we uh, a year ago we had uh, Jeff and Stacy Kemp speak at our SCA Couples Weekend. He talked. They talked about that very thing about being a consumer versus you know being a giver and and producer and. And uh, there's so much of our society and uh, and just humanness across the across the world. It's not just American culture. I mean, right. it, it's it we we feel as we're a consumer that we've got. It's all about us, and we've got to constantly do that. But but 
but giving. And, and that's neat to hear that how you recognize when the Holy Spirit is talking to your wife and speaking through her and humbling yourself that we, that we humble ourselves before our spouses. And, and, uh, we have that, that, that type of relationship you're describing. So, yeah, well, and the Bible says for women to respect their husbands, and, and you know what, my wife, she looks to me for leadership. I'm called to be the leader of the home, but I'm not autonomous as a leader. I, right. I have to give in, I have to give my allegiance to Christ and submit to him and therefore, as I'm submitting to him and listening to her, right. then then I can be a better leader. So, wow. Well, Dirk, it has been a blessing to to visit with you. Thanks so much for taking time to to be on the air this morning on the on Harvey Athlete. And uh, so, folks, we've been visiting this morning with Coach Dirk Wagman, who now is at the brand new Star Middle School uh, and in Star, Idaho. And uh, I know a long. I actually went to. Uh, elementary school in Star. Grew up in Star. And oh, I remember yeah. I remember the old old school used to have pictures of the old high school in Star. So well again, it's been a blessing, Dirk. Thanks for thanks for being on the air with us this morning. And thank you, Ken. Thanks for listening today. If you are interested in getting involved with FCA or would like to donate to the FCA ministry, you can contact us through the FCA Idaho website at FCAIdaho.org. Join us next week for The Heart of the Athlete, a production of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes in Idaho, and KBXL, The Voice. You